This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hello, everyone, and happy Friday. Welcome back to the Soulfully Casual Podcast brought to you by Matty Ice Media. I'm your host, Matty Ice, and I hope everybody had a great week. The weather is warmer, the sun is shining, summer is right around the corner, folks. And you know what that means? Beach season. And what does beach season mean? It means bathing suit season. And that freaks everybody out. Over the course of the year, uh, I feel like there's a lot of times where people think they have to start losing weight because they want to look better. Uh, Beach season, summer season is absolutely one of those times. And why? Because the clothes that we wear in the summertime generally tend to reveal more of us. And in a way that makes us vulnerable physically and mentally. And so people want to lose some weight. Um, I've talked many times about my struggle with weight, about my weight loss journey from a heart attack, becoming a marathon runner, and just some habits that I think could help people out on the nutrition uh, side. So one of the things I think is important to remember is that the weight loss journey or your journey through nutrition and health, it's called a journey for a reason. It's called a journey because it takes time. There's no one-stop fix or, you know, um, there's no uh, panacea that you're going to have that's going to basically make you look the way that you want. Uh, Looking the way that you want, feeling the way that you want takes time. It takes effort and it takes patience. And there's going to be times where you're going to have to change things up. Um, Over the course of the 10 years now that I have been putting my weight and my health as a priority, I've done so many different things. I started out on Weight Watchers. Uh, and that helped me kind of jumpstart things. I was very, very successful. And then I started calorie counting and exercising and my exercise regimen was ridiculous. And one of the reasons I switched off Weight Watchers was because the exercising that I was doing was so much more than Weight Watchers could account for. When I was running six, seven, eight miles a day and burning over a thousand calories just about every day, Weight Watchers can't really account for that. Weight Watchers is really to help, and I know it's called WW now, but whatever. Um, Weight Watchers is really for people who are kind of just starting. They're doing moderate activity. Like they're not doing that kind of activity. And so under their point system at the time, I just could never have eaten enough and they could never have accounted for it. So I had to do something different. And even through calorie counting, I had to do different things. Um, You know, deciding which calories were important is a, is a choice that we make because not every calorie is count uh, is equal. You know, if you eat 400 calories of pizza versus 400 calories of say strawberries and berries, that's a much different experience. It's a much different nutritional value there. So you have to think about it in terms of that. Um, for me in the last few years, at least, or maybe in the last year, I'll say, you know, calorie counting is still something that I do. It's something that I've been successful with, but ironically, Um, I never really adapted to the way that my life is now where I don't run anymore because I can't right now. And so the amount of calories that I burn is so much less than it ever used to be. However, I was putting into my fitness pal, which is the app that I use that I was still a heavy workout person. And while I try to work out six days a week, um, I don't have nearly the same output. So my metabolism has adapted over the years. It has gone from being what kind of a furnace that it was to being something a little bit less crazy. Um, I still feel like I burn pretty decently because I don't gain tons of weight right away, but um, it's obviously not nearly as as high as it used to be. So I've had to adjust and I had a hard time adjusting. It took me a couple of years. Like I'd be eating the same amount of calories uh, without exercising that I was before. 
and even accounting for exercise i'm like i don't understand why i'm not losing any weight and then it dawned on me that i had to adapt and now a friend of mine used to love this quote she used to always use it uh when she was doing her own weight uh journey and she used to say if you do what you always did you'll get what you always got and that really rings true in this journey so if you're listening and you're kind of struggling because well i was successful doing this and now all of a sudden i'm not successful i think you need to look at where you are in this journey because not every part of the journey is the same you're not going to remain the same you're not going to remain stagnant this whole time you're going to have to adapt and, and grow and i've had to do the same thing and one thing that i realized is number one uh, I had to really think about my calorie intake because uh, I was eating over 2,000 calories a day. I was eating like 2,300 and I wasn't losing any weight and I just couldn't understand why. And I realized that when I'm just walking and burning somewhere between 300 and 500 calories in a workout, uh, I can't eat the same way. I need to adjust. So I, I lowered my calories to a, a number that has really made a difference. Like doing that and exercising has done it for me. Uh, I lost like 30 pounds at the end of last year and I felt good. And then I had like a holding pattern and I think it was an important holding pattern where I just stopped giving a crap. Um, I ate my way through the holidays. I didn't really do that much. You know, I didn't do that much damage. Um, I kind of toned things down at the beginning of the year, but never really went full in. Uh, during Lent, my wife and I sacrificed not just in giving away things in our home, like I talked about, but in the uh, area of food where we stopped eating out and we stopped having dessert. And what's interesting about that is I didn't excuse me. I didn't count calories. I didn't track. However, I did uh, not gain any weight. And I think I, I realized something. I realized I needed to start changing the types of food that I was eating. But one thing that I did last year that I'm now back doing again that I think is worth talking about is intermittent fasting. Now, the first thing I want to say is um, I am not a nutritionist. I am not a trained or licensed nutritionist. So if you're listening to this, it is purely from my experience as a human. It is purely from my own experience and what I've done. Um, I know that it's healthy for me because I've checked with my doctor. Um, I've done it before. And so it's not something I know that is safe. Uh, if you are thinking about doing something new or drastic with your diet, absolutely check with your doctor because you want to make sure that it fits with your uh, entire medical history, your entire medical, uh, you know, platform, if you will, it is essential to do that. So please do not take my word as gospel, uh, do your own research and definitely check with your medical professional before you do. But what is intermittent fasting? And it may sound like, well, what does that mean? Uh, fasting sounds like I'm not eating and that's true. So intermittent fasting, the whole concept here is that you have a window of time in a 24 hour period where you are allowed to eat. Um, and what, what does that mean? Uh, for me right now, I'm somewhere between a 16 and 18 hour fasting window. And I have somewhere between a eight and six hour window to eat essentially. And what is that doing for you? Well, it's allowing your body to go longer without food and your body generally goes through different phases when that happens. So when we eat something, our blood sugar immediately rises. And if we're not diabetic, it's not really that big of a deal, but anybody who's ever had something that's high in sugar, high in carbs, something like that, you feel like you're on this like sugar high and then you have this complete crash because your your blood sugar goes up when you eat something. And as your body is is sort of digesting it and it's you know uh, taking everything out of it in terms of nutrients, it's creating waste and so forth, it's using a ton of energy. So your blood sugar goes up because your body is trying to uh, you know process it. 
And then once your body does that, your blood sugar goes down. So think about if you eat breakfast, you eat breakfast at like seven o'clock in the morning. Let's say you ate again at eight o'clock and then you ate a snack at nine o'clock. Your body never has enough time to process and then come back down. And so you're constantly sitting in that blood sugar going up, blood sugar up cycle. And your body is never really able to fully process what you're putting into it. Um, so when you're taking more time between when you're eating, you're allowing your body to go through those natural phases that it's going to go through. And what intermittent fasting does is allow your body, depending on how long your fasting window is, it allows your body to go through more of those phases. Because the longer you go without eating, the more your body is able to clean out toxins and chemicals. It starts using fat as energy. Um, one of the ways that the body works, and I learned this through running, is that carbohydrates are your energy source. Your body is going to look to carbohydrates to get energy, to process energy. And it's going to do that when you're, especially when you're exercising. It's one of the reasons why when you are exercising heavily, when you are marathon running or something like that, you have to constantly be ingesting some type of food or carbohydrates because your body needs that to sustain energy. Your body carries what's called glycogen, and it's basically like a stored energy source. Every part of your body, every muscle has a different type of source. And when it's gone from one particular source, your body doesn't pull it from another source. It's gone from that source. And so what you need to do is keep your body continually uh, energized, essentially, while you're, while you're doing that. However, when you're not working out, um, you don't necessarily need to be pulling from those carbohydrate sources, those glycogen sources. So the longer you go without eating, the phase of your blood sugar going up, well, then your blood sugar kind of goes down. You return back to normal. Your body has taken what you've eaten, processed all of it, and sent it to where it's supposed to go. And now it's sort of sitting at a good level. And so you are, you're going down there. And then your body goes into what's called ketosis, which is where like the keto diet comes in. Uh, uh, that The keto diet, from what I understand, is trying to essentially make that happen at all times. Now, I don't advocate for that diet whatsoever. It's not something I've ever tried, but... Um, in the process of going into ketosis, your body starts uh, taking energy from fat stores. And it's taking energy from the fat stores that we need to worry about because there's two different kinds of fat. There's subcutaneous fat, which is the fat most people associate with when they are overweight. Um, and it's the, it's the fat, fat sources that exercise alone can get rid of. It can help you get rid of. It's why people start trimming down in certain places. But the visceral fat, which is the fat around your organs, and it's really you know, around your stomach area, your waistline, that's the fat that has the most uh, negative impact on us. And it's so hard to know how much you have in that. We recently got a, um, a smart scale that tells us all these things. And while it's not 100% accurate because you really need to be doing like the exact measurements of it with electrodes and so forth, it gives me an idea of what to strive for because there's sort of a range that you wanna sit in and I know where I am at right now. It's funny, when you look at my body, uh, from my shoulders, like from my head down to my chest, I look like a boxer because my arms are pretty toned and my shoulders are pretty toned. When you look at me from the waist down, I look like a runner because I have runner's legs. Everything sits in my waistline. All that visceral fat is sitting there and my visceral fat numbers are way over what I want them to be. So intermittent fasting really helps with that. And there's a couple of other benefits too that I think if you're struggling with eating, if you're struggling with hunger, the intermittent fasting for me has allowed me to really recognize hunger signs when I'm hungry, and it's also allowed me a finite endpoint to my eating day. So this is what it's done for me. I wake up about 6.30 every day, 
and I you know I get, get ready for work. Uh, I work at home. I usually log on right about when I wake up, so it's about 6:30. Um, I don't eat until 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, and that allows me to get up and do my thing. The first thing I'm worried about is not eating. Uh, I'm not starting my body off with a high blood sugar right away. I'm getting my day started. I'm drinking water. I'm drinking coffee because when you're fasting, you can do certain things. Water is obviously imbalanced. The more water you drink, it helps your hunger signals. It helps keep you hydrated. It helps flush toxins out of your body. Uh, coffee is imbalanced, black coffee, because there's really nothing in coffee. It's just coffee flavored water. There's caffeine in it. Uh, and so I drink black coffee in the morning. So my mornings are pretty much water and black coffee. And honestly, I'm not really that hungry. Um, I start doing other things. I start getting involved in my day and I just kind of keep going. And what's a benefit of that for me is I now know that I don't have to worry about what I'm going to eat right away. Um, and I don't also don't have to worry about being hungry a little bit later if I make the wrong choice. So I sort of extend how my day is going and I compress how much I'm eating. So I generally tend to eat between 10 or 11 o'clock and six o'clock at night. One of the great things about that is I have such a finite window to get food in that I have to make smart choices. Um, you know, I can't really be snacking a whole lot because I want to give my body time in between these meals to essentially break down everything, to process everything. And it's really important that we do that because that's how we sort of know. If we're constantly fueling our body when we're not using a bunch of energy sources, we're never really going to know when we're hungry. And I think that's one thing I learned from Weight Watchers is that people really weren't in tuned with true hunger signals. They would take that they were hungry at all times, but they weren't drinking water. They weren't really satiating their body in another way. And they would eat thinking, I'm really hungry. But really, unless we go longer periods without eating, we don't generally tend to know exactly what real hunger feels like. So that's one thing that I have learned is like, okay, if I eat at 10 and I finish eating at six and I have three meals over the course of the day, I can basically have them four hours apart and then have a little bit of snacking in between if I want to have like fruit or carrots or something like that. And it does a lot for me in that regard. It helps me plan my day out a little bit easier. I have so much less of a time frame to, to plan and I know there's a finite ending to it. The finite ending part is really, really important for me. And it's a huge sticking point because my biggest issue was eating later in the day. And what I generally tend to find is the later that I eat in the day, the worse I sleep. So all of a sudden now I have taken it to where I'm sleeping better. Uh, my body feels better. I feel way less bloated. Obviously, I'm not carrying nearly as much water because my body now is using my fat stores to get energy. I've worked out during this time period. It's funny, I actually feel better with nothing in my system doing, uh, you know, obviously not a heavy workout. Like I could not go out and run eight or 10 miles, I don't think, with nothing in my system. I have to have something there. Um, but what a lot of the intermittent fasting benefits are, in my opinion, I know they have physical benefits in terms of fat loss, uh, weight loss, and everything. But weight loss, to me, the, the biggest battle is the mental battle. It's the mental battle of emotional eating it's where everybody is like anybody who says that they don't emotionally eat is full of crap because we all do i emotionally eat in all directions if i'm happy i want to celebrate if i'm sad i want to eat something you know eat my feelings as i like to say intermittent fasting really helps with that because it allows you to plan your day in a much smaller space it allows you to make healthier choices to take a lot of the guesswork out of it because you know, you can work through the mental struggles. If you are intermittent fasting and you're saying that you're going to end your day at, at six o'clock 
and somebody says, hey, you want to go out for ice cream, you know, at eight o'clock, you can go out, but you now have to work through the, hey, look, I'm not, you know, eating or whatever. And watching somebody eat in front of you when you would love to be doing the same thing is really a mental battle. But when you get through them more, more often, they're easier to cope with. It's like me. For me, I the biggest thing that I did for myself for a while is I started saying no to everybody who was trying to eat something, like give me something to eat at work. Because when we were in the office, when we were at these large office settings, people are constantly bringing in baked goods. They're constantly trying to, you know, be nice to their coworkers, which is a great thing overall. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But when you start having one here, one there, it really starts to ruin your diet. Because if you're calorie counting and you have a cookie, well, that's like a 200 calorie or 200 to 300 calorie bomb that you don't have to count for somewhere else, which means you've lost something somewhere else. And that's the kind of accounting that becomes difficult to do. So in some ways, I'm telling you to make yourself uncomfortable. And intermittent fasting has really helped me with that. It's helped me to know that, all right, after a certain time, I'm done. And it takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. I don't have to worry about if I'm going to eat something afterward. And you know what it's done for me too? And I think this you'll, you'll find this. It's created healthier habits. And that's really where we're making the most money in our weight loss journey is healthier habits. They take time to adapt. They take time to formulate. You don't just go to the gym every single day starting on day one. You have to start slow and build up to it. But like I broke myself of the habit after a week of eating after putting my son to bed. Like my, my wife and I would sit up, she'd play video games, I'd be on the computer and we would each have like two or three snacks after that and it's like 10 o'clock and we're eating. And now I know after six o'clock or you know, right around there, I'm not eating anything anymore. Uh, I wake up refreshed. My body wakes up with, it's like it had less to do during the night because if I stop eating at six and I go to bed at 10, my body has had four hours to process dinner and dessert. And guess what? It's now in a place where it doesn't have to do work while I'm asleep. So I can sleep better. I wake up refreshed. My body wakes up feeling like it's ready to go. And I don't know, there's something about it. Uh, Cleveland has done it. He got kind of got me into it. And he does the longer fast. He's done like 36 hours, 72 hours. And again, not only do I not recommend you doing this if you haven't talked to your doctor, but I doctor, but I definitely don't recommend you do this at 36 or 72 hours unless you are like monitoring yourself. Cleveland's a trainer. He knows what he's doing. And so he knows how exactly how to monitor himself when doing that. But if you're brand new to this and you're trying to get a, an edge on your weight loss game, you'd want to start small. So I use an app called Simple. Uh, and it's a free app. You can obviously pay for like a subscription, but it doesn't really tell you a whole lot. But one of the things that it does is it allows you to tailor your plan. Uh, you can start as small or as large as you want, but you have to think about too, like how long you're sleeping during this time, because that time that you're sleeping is accounted for in your fasting time. So if you're sleeping seven, eight hours a day, that's a huge chunk of your time that you don't have to worry about being hungry or fasting. That's just the way that it works. Uh, but if I had some advice, if you wanted to get into it, one, do a ton of research and talk to your doctor. I can't stress that enough. Uh, you know, tell him or her that you want to do something like this. Tell him or her, um, you know, that you want to to think about this and kind of go through it, the pros and cons with your doctor about this. Uh, second, you know, look at the different options. Like, like I said, I do a 16 to 17 hour fast every day, sometimes 18, um, but there's other options. If you want to start small, if you want to do a 12 hour fast, you know, try that. You want to then work up to 13, 14, 15, things of this nature. 
uh, you can you can experiment with it because if you've never fasted before if you're never used to having a lot of time between meals it's going to be an adjustment you're going to have to work through some hunger and that's again where the mental aspects come in i think also think about your goals uh, look at your body in totality look at where you are and decide what's more important do you want to lose weight are you at the place where you want to lose some of that belly fat um, do you have other fat or weight that you want to lose first because it needs to fit in with where you are in that journey if you're just starting in weight loss i suggest you go to something much simpler start doing weight watchers start counting calories something like this because you want to start taking accountability for what you're putting into your body because if you're just starting most likely you're not really aware of what you're putting in and what that means on a caloric level so you want to take inventory of that first if you're somebody like me who is advanced in their journey and you need something different i think this is a good method in that it checks off a lot of boxes in the mental and physical realm it gives you a lot to think about and it gives your body a little bit of a jolt too because one thing about our bodies is we need to have some kind of a jolt like if we are eating the same amount of calories every single day for like three months straight your body gets used to stuff it's why you might perfectly well like oatmeal for breakfast but if you have oatmeal every day for a month for breakfast your body's not going to like it and you're going to notice weird things with your weight you're going to plateau you're not going to quite get to the results that you want so in totality you need to think about where you are you need to think about where you want to be and you need to think about what you've already done and what's healthy for who you are from a medical standpoint but for me it's had a ton of benefits i'm currently still fasting for today uh, i'm going to finally go eat breakfast after we're done here and I'm looking forward to it because I just had so much fun doing it and it's felt really good for me. So I wanted to kind of highlight that because it's beach season. Everybody wants to look their best, but I want to give you this piece of advice. I go through this a lot with people around me who say, I want to weigh X and I want to look like X. Weigh X and look like X because it makes you feel good. Don't lose weight for your spouse. Don't lose weight for your friends. Don't fit in some size for anybody else but you. If your spouse or your friends don't like you the way that you are now, then you probably shouldn't be anywhere near them because they should like you for who you are at all times and they should be supportive of you trying to better yourself for you at all times. I say this to my wife all the time. You be who you want to be because that's what you want and I'm with you no matter what, right? Like, I think you look good now. If you want to look better because it's going to make you feel better, then I support you in doing that. So if you're out there and you know somebody like this, support them at all times for who they are. I appreciate it, Brutus time. I appreciate you listening in. I hope you have a great weekend. I will talk to you next week. Uh, connect with the show. Are you in a weird place with your weight? Do you want some tips? Do you want to hear about things I've gone through? Uh, Instagram, soulfully casual podcast, email soulfully.casual at gmail.com. Maddie S media 21 on Instagram for all other content and check out our website, uh, Maddie for all other podcasts like the manual political football, cotton in the rocket ship, cowboy season, and a lot of YouTube content. I will talk to you all next week and have a safe and wonderful weekend.